This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. And I'm sorry, who are you? Who yeah. are you, mate? Yeah, Don't even cool. recognise you. Where you been? I'm back. Two months. Two long months. Big Euro summer, like everyone else from Australia. Yeah, just went over to Europe and party with more Australians. But yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, there were more Australians over there than actual Europeans I noticed on my trip. Is that similar to you? Yeah, I think we only met either Australian and New Zealanders. So, yeah, pretty standard in the end. Yeah, heard the entire island of Greece is just Aussies right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, not that I can remember too much, to be quite honest. But uh, yeah, pretty, pretty spot on, mate. Fair enough. The punters have missed you because most of the listener questions were, "How was the trip?" So we'll knock that out of the way before we get to the listener questions that are about the ponies. Straight up, how's the trip? Any good stories that are camera safe? Um, yeah, good trip. Um, probably. Off camera kind of stories, can't really get that out. <laughs> Digital footprint and kind of things like that. Uh, a couple of good ones there. We went, um, went and saw some sporting events. Obviously, the Ashes, Wimbledon, and and Live Golf. Um, me and one of the boys, we sat right behind Alex Demonor in one of his tennis matches. And yeah, after a couple of pints of beer, after some liquid confidence, you know what I'm like. Um, I always get the goggles at the races, and I walked out with. Um, his Wimbledon tower. So. Just the towel. Yeah, so yeah, got that, brought that back home with me. So that's probably a good story that can definitely be told on camera. So we'll leave it at that. Where'd you, where's the town now? Like, at home. Yeah. In the, uh, got washed. So. Got washed? You washed it? Yeah, well, what am I going to do? Leave it in my room and never look at it again? Well, I mean, uh, I thought, you know, that's the whole point of getting the towel. What well, are you going to use his towel? Well, I washed it and re- used it. I, was, I, I went, went through my head. I'm like, I'd rather use it as a beach towel than have it. Like, he got knocked out. He didn't win the Wimbledon. He's Fair not, enough. He's not that good. Like he's good, but he's like, yeah. It's an interesting story. Just a plain, it's, is it a plain white towel? No, nah, it's, it's a um, pink, like, Wimbledon one. It costs, like, 40 pounds, so, like, 80 Australian Jesus. at the shop. And then, I don't know, I had to carry it for two months as well on my trip because I got it in the first week of my travels. So, I was like, you know, I can probably use this as well. So, I yeah. might as well. Yeah. Like that's a conversation starter. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Well, that's probably my best on-camera story. So Yeah, at the beach next time, you know, where I got this towel? Yeah. Wimbledon. Yeah. Demons. Player towel. That's it. Oh, well, interesting. Oh, well, let's get back to the pony side of things. Uh, you've been keeping up with the punt over in Europe? A little bit. Obviously, um, most of the apps don't work, but luckily um, Dabble does work overseas. Yes. I can't put bets on, but I could watch results. You could send see, the tips through. Um. But yeah, it was hard. Didn't have much data to go back and watch much replays, but I could see the results. Um, it was mostly the AFL and the NRL that we were trying to keep up with with the video. Um, we found some dodgy websites to kind of keep us through <laughs> there as well. And 
watching that coming into the final series and stuff like that. But um, yeah, keeping up with it as best I could at the start of the spring carnival, trying to send a couple of tips in where I could. But um, yeah, obviously it doesn't work overseas betting-wise. So did my best, but it is what it is. Yeah, so but you got back in time to be able to sit down at home and rest off the jet lag last weekend and just watch the races non-stop. You would have seen me have a nice day out again. Four out of the ten winners on the Randwick card got up. Managed, and that's four out of my nine runners because we had different strokes. Scratch the mock horse. Not sure where that's going, but once we find out, we'll let the punters know. But um, so that was a good day. I was out there with some uni mates as well. Had a lot of international students getting around because uh, a lot of them are in town, you know, studying abroad. They were there and we were feeding them a few tips and they were getting up. So they were loving us. I had some, you know, some Germans jumping on my back. I had some, you know, some Frenchmen trying to give me a couple mwah, mwah. You know, oh, old yeah. French style, th- thanking good. me for the tips. So, um, so it was very nice, very good day out. And um, but the main talking point coming out of the day, as I said last week, if he doesn't win, he's going to retire, and that's exactly what happened. Nature strip, and on a lesser point, but should be equal, but slightly lesser point, Eduardo as well. The, oh, the two lesser kings, point. lesser point. Yeah, but the Come two on. old running mates. We're destined to do this forever. They're going to continue to do it in the paddock now. Yeah, retired. Well, I, I think it's sad to see, obviously, two great horses coming out of it, two that we followed pretty closely, and we've both been on both edges of the sword. You've always, at one stage, you were always with Eduardo, and I was always I was with Nature Eduardo Strip. all the way. You were strip. Um, I was always a strip boy, and um, yeah, went with it. But yeah, um, it was always going to happen. I think it was always inevitable, especially after the last um, last spring for him, um, Nature Strip in particular. Um, it kind of looked like it was going to go that way, and I think you were right on with it, mate. And you, you were right with it. So, but yeah, I think it was it was the right thing. I wish um, we could have left on a win for Nature's Trip or something a bigger, a bit higher. But at the end of the day, I still reckon once it finished at Ascot, probably should have just called it quits there. There's not too much else going on. Yeah, at especially least. I think last spring when it started to go downhill, yeah. like get in on the ground floor. I know he's gelding, and you can run him as much as you want, but like get in on the ground floor. Okay. He's starting to dip. Let's not tarnish the legacy. Let's retire him now. Yeah. But in a perfect world, I would have liked to see him finish a lot closer than God. He faded bad. He looked dreadful. Yeah. And it, it was, was immediate retire. 20 minutes later. Like, yeah. Well, he's done. Yeah. I think the decision was made. If he wasn't showing any good signs, like they'll just announce it straight away. I think that was the, the talk going into That's that. That's what race. Wallace and, said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it's probably the right decision at the end of the day. The only thing I would say I would like to see is just a little parade run between mm. those two just to finish it off one last little battle. Just those two just run it out in between races one day maybe. Do a gallop. I reckon I'd love to see them do an exhibition gallop on Everest Day. Yeah, that's what I think that, that they should love do. Love to see it. Everyone can um, stand up, clap them off. Like I know it's not a footy player on their 250th game, but they're two legends that yeah. have really been Especially the pinnacle. Especially yeah. um, yeah, you'd love to see it, I think. They've He's done it for different horses. I know Lost and Running did it, um, not on the Everest day, but in a, did an exhibition run leading. Because they always do exhibition gallops leading into the run. Why yeah. not have them do a retirement gallop? I agree. I think there's nothing that they can lose from it now. They've. It's not like they wouldn't have kept running him if he won the race. So yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. I don't know. I think that's what they should be doing. But I'd love to what, see it. Who knows what they're going to do. Make it happen. Everest Day, Eduardo Nature Trip Exhibition yeah, Gallop. But um, any other horses you think uh, at the end of their time? Because there was a f- 
few on Saturday that went around that in similar company of those two that make me think that they're done. I've read on the notes what you've put down and I was going to say the exact same thing. So we'll share it. Um, Shelby 66. Yes. Love him, done. but it's time. But yeah, just had that run that killed him. Honestly, it's just too far. It was, it was just too far. Like it just had what? I think it was, it was like, like six, six runs straight. Yeah, six runs. And luckily for weeks. him, he kept getting wet tracks, but like, like, you know, Danny Williams has probably said if he had his time again, probably wouldn't have ran him as many times. But sometimes you've got to catch lightning in a bottle and go on with it. But like like you said, uh, for him. lack of better terms, it burned him. Burn him out. He's not the same horse. He can, you know, prov- pro- he's provided his uh, owners with much more money than they probably expected to be getting. He can uh, ride off into the sunset. Another horse that's in a much similar vein to them that I think is completely out of the window, Masked Crusader. Yeah, I think the that's come to the end as well. Hasn't really shown anything since that Everest that yeah, big no. Everest run. It's literally done nothing. And, and the trainers every single start, he's gonna win. Don't worry, he's he's back. He's back. Literally last weekend, he's like, if you've done your money on Mars Crusader, load up on him because he's back yeah. and presented nothing. Yeah, I think it's it's time for those those horses to just wrap it up, especially Shelby sixty six. It's there's nothing else that can come through from that. All right, let's move on to the Melbourne side of things. Memsey Stakes, what a race, mate. 100%. All top four of the market horses. You had my tip, Princess Grace, your tip, Alligator Blood. I wish I win, Mr. Brightside, neck and neck, last 200. Thrilling. Mr. Brightside gets over the top of them in the end, yeah, but wow. it was anyone's game at the end when they are all making their run. I was up there in the members section at Randwick. Everyone was cheering for the main three. I was sitting quiet because Princess Grace hadn't made her run yet. Then all of a sudden she started going up that fence, just like she did in the wings. And I went, holy shit, I'm on here. Got up with them. Everyone was just screaming at the screen. And, like, Brightside just toughed it out. He's so good. Yeah, fine wine, that horse. Just really hey. just developed a, something else over the last year or so. But, um, yeah, it's been crazy. Obviously, that race was such a great race. I watched it. I did watch it live, actually. I was on... I was on double for most of the most of the day early on. I was pretty on, and then in the afternoon I kind of lacked off because I was feeling a bit jet lagged. Because for, for whatever reason, I landed at five thirty p.m. and then that night I did go to the pub and <laughs> met up with some mates at eight thirty. So yeah, you can tell I was probably going to be a bit tired. But yeah, what a race that was! Um, Alligator blood looked like it was going to go all the way for a minute there, and then just kind of the pulled bar- back and then barrier smashed him. If he yeah. didn't draw. The car park, I think he probably maybe I can't say gets over the top, but gets uh, close. Yeah, up. finishes top three. Yeah, hundred percent. So good race to look into. Got a lot of things to look into for the rest of the Melbourne kind of races now. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I like just, the contest that it's going to have down there for sure. Yeah, Brightside as a as a uh, prospect, so super excited. Like we know he's been a stalwart for the last year and a half now. But now that he doesn't have the competition of the Animos and the, yeah. like, and he's a gelding. So, like Craig Williams said, we're only at halfway. He's still got two years left in him if yeah. he stays fit because he's not, unlike Animo who has to go off and breed, he doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. And I, th- I sent you a voice note as soon as the race was over and I said, look, I'm not saying next Animo when it comes to talent-wise, but I reckon backability and reliability, he's the next Animo. I don't think you'll ever be seeing him. It's a big call-up. I don't think you'll be don't over the mile. I don't think you'll be seeing him finish further than like top four back, and he'll start favourite just about every 
mile race he starts in as well. I can't see him being over three, four dollars ever again in the next, you know, at least year mm. over the mile. Like he'll be starting favourite. If he's not starting favourite, means fangirls in the race, I reckon. All right, mate, listen to questions time. Bigger and better every week. People are starting to like sending in their questions. So straight into it. Uncle Camo, he asks, trainers of Remark said that he hasn't even reached his full potential yet. How many races do you think he can win this spring and what races do you think he'll target? Yeah, he's been a great horse after his gelding, hasn't he? He's, um, he's looked real good. I, I did get on it um, for the race on the weekend, but obviously wasn't on the podcast to really speak my mind, but I did get on it and do have the slips to prove. Um, yeah, I've followed this horse for a long time. I think obviously the Everest is going to be where it looks into, where it probably deserves to get into after the run. Um, and obviously the Giga Kick stakes as well is probably another one to look at, but I think the Everest is going to be its main target, obviously. Yeah, just as like many, sorry, as would many sprinting horses. Yeah, I was there. about to say, just like any sprinter, the target will be Everest, needs to get the slot, I think deserves to get a slot. Whether or not he actually performs well in the Everest remains to be seen because he's a serial first-up horse, loves a first-up run, and then usually tails off towards the end of the prep. But like you said, gelding, brand new horse after uh, his last few preps, you can see chalk and cheese compared to him a couple of years ago. He can be not the next big thing, but one of, I reckon, you know, the, the resis, the there. resi horse. He should, he deserves a slot, but probably doesn't win, but he should be there on the day. Um, Hobbo asks, how do you think romantic warrior shapes up in Australia? The, uh, the Hong Kong Raider. What do you reckon? Yeah. It's seeing a lot of international horses making their way back to Australia, obviously post-COVID, which is good to see. Obviously, Dubai Honor was probably the one from last year that really stood out, and um, this one coming from Hong Kong now. So, I don't know. I haven't really, to be honest, seen too much about it. I know you've talked about it a little bit to me, and I've I've listened a little bit, but I haven't seen too many of the runs. So, I'm I'm always keen to see how internationals go over here. It's awesome bringing more eyes to Australian racing, so it's good. Yeah, very, very good horse. Whether or not it uh, acclimatises to Australia and performs as well as it does over in Hong Kong remains to be seen. Um, quite honestly, it brings me into the next uh, question from Chick26. Thoughts on J-Mac being out for a month and how will it impact him? When does he return? What meeting will he return to? Uh, he was supposed to be Romantic Warriors jockey. That... That's why they were coming, because J-Mac rode him his last few starts in Hong Kong. They said, yeah, we're going to take him over to Australia. You're going to be on him. J-Mac being out now, he's in a race against time. He's in a... Nick is fanging for beer. The sippy. Oh. I just need to... Sorry. Uh, we were meant to open it later when we have our ad, but I'm the only also really... <laughs> <laughs> so good he can't even wait for the ad read. But, um, yeah, J-Mac was it jockey. The fact that he's out now, that's huge. There are a lot of horses looking for a new jockey for the next month. Romantic Warrior being one of them. If J-Mac cannot potentially make his uh, return in time, which I believe is October 7th, was supposed to be Romantic Warrior's first up run, which is a week before the Everest. J-Mac is in a race against time for the Everest. He'll most likely get back, but let's just say he doesn't. Because it's in five, six weeks' time. That's huge. Yeah. No J-Mac in the Everest. Like, obviously, he needs a new Everest horse to ride because no nature strip, but... Still, massive implications for the Spring Carnival. And I think Romantic Warrior solely relies on J-Mac getting better, in my opinion. But um, the last one, which I believe came from Hobbo again last week, was asked to me and was quite controversial on the socials because not a lot of people agreed with me. You didn't agree with me. You were quick to judge. As soon as you landed, you said, mate, saw it over in London. 
fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So, Nick, what are your best five horses in the country right now? Well, I don't think my answer here is going to be much of a surprise to many people. Um, it's not very controversial. I think it's probably most people's top five in the country right now. Um, followed by probably a close six with, um, I'll tell you now, my my close six would be Alligator Blood, but he just misses out my top five. But in no particular order, Mr. Brightside, Fangirl, I Wish I Win, Giga Kick, and Amelia's Jewel. And I think, I think you put them in there, maybe Amelia's Jewel is the only one that you could argue with, potentially hasn't shown that much, but I think it dominated over in, in Western Australia so much that it proves that it is the top, well, the top five horse in Australia. Um, I wish I win. You didn't put in yours, and I don't know how. I do see. I do agree. It is a bit overrated potentially to be eighth best in the world when it's it not has, eighth best horse in the world. It hasn't really won enough races to be put at eighth best in the world. However, I think it's ludicrous to not put it in the top five best horses in Australia. I think it's definitely in the top five, definitely top three in my opinion. But um, yeah, I think Mr. Brightside just edges a little bit there now to show why he is a true contender of the best horse currently in Australia. But yeah, that'll be my top five. And I think that's going to be too much of a worry for everyone. Look, but I'll justify knows. myself because I was crucified on our TikTok. Amelia's Jewel, purely she's unproven on the East Coast. I would die on a hill. WA racing is completely different to East Coast racing. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but she dominated Western Australia racing to the point where I think that she's a top five horse in Australia. You've seen horses over there that haven't won as well as she's won come over and still do pretty well. I think coming to mind straight away is Arcadia Queen obviously dominated back home in Western Australia and then came across over to the East Coast and I'm pretty sure it won a group one at one point. And I believe so, yes. It was definitely in its prime, a top five horse in Australia. So, And I think Amelia's Jewel won better than Arcadia Queen did back when. That was like when we first started watching the races, but I do remember that quite clearly. clearly. I do have a mate that was a big Arcadia Queen fan that made me follow it very, very closely. Aiden Chapman, you're not listening, but yeah, <laughs> good man. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my argument for Amelia's Jewel. I think it's got your the argument has grounds, but I do think it's, done enough to be a top five horse the way it's won. It's won over there pretty convincingly. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm very happy to be wrong. Like, you know, I'm sure many good horses in their time have had their doubters before. They really, you know, were so good that you couldn't possibly doubt them. Animo still had doubters this time last year, remember? So I'm very happy to change it come a few months' time if Amelia's Jewel or I Wish I Win solidifies star status. I Wish I Win, the only reason I say he's overrated is because, yes, Golden Eagle, strong win, but also did win by a nostril to a fangirl. And then TJ Smith Stakes, of course, very good win. Beat Giga Kick there, gave him Winburn in the straight. But I also just think older than Giga Kick, plus Giga Kick didn't really like the heavy deck. I wish I win did. I mean, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy for I wish I win to come out and win a few races. And, you know, you can all tell me that I'm an idiot. But I think Giga Kick's probably just the better horse. And they're going to meet face-to-face most likely all throughout spring, maybe even in a match race. They're thinking of putting them 1v1. <laughs> so, and we could talk about that if it is confirmed, but that's just my justification. I think Amelia's Jewel and I wish I win. They'd be in my top 10, but they're just not in my top five right now. Yeah, fair enough. We'll move on from that. Um, of course, mate, before we get into the rundown, 
Shout out to our good friends at Dabble. Yes, 100%. If you don't know by now, which you all should, we're all on Dabble. Um, follow us on there. We've got, I think, 23,000. 23,000 plus punters winning with us every single day on Dabble. 100%. So coming into AFL finals, going to be multis up. Um, we got pretty much our lock multi, our mid-value multi, and then our big big load multi that we like to have a go at. So yes. there's some big ones to look out for the AFL, obviously, and then... All our tips that we mentioned on the podcast is going to be on there as well with the copy bet feature with them. One click and it's into your bet slip and you don't have to do any wiring about it. No looking through. So yeah, it'll be pretty good. Yes, make sure if you're going to be downloading Dabble today or you can click the link in the show notes if you want to, but if you're downloading Dabble, use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. It helps keep the uh, lights on here at old uh, Mock HQ. And above all else, make sure to set a deposit limit and gamble responsibly when doing so. 100%. And on top of that, just make sure as well to give us a rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That makes us grow, gets us bigger, and we get to do more cool things. So we've already, we've already grown so much in the last year, and we, we thank you guys so much. But if you keep rating us on those platforms, we just get bigger and bigger, and then we get to bring you guys more things, more giveaways. Like we've got one at the moment. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yes, we do have one at the moment, and I'm glad you mentioned it, Nick. So obviously, all right, mate. I'm putting it into the random common gen. Sorry, the random comment generator now. Yep. Let's have a look here. Beanie. So on Instagram, that's been going on the last couple of weeks, and Cashy's got it. Who have we got, mate? All right, the winner of the Nature Strip Prize Pack in collaboration with At Oz Racing Co the beautiful people that made the fantastic products. You'll win one Nature Strip Beanie and one Nature Strip uh, Air Freshener. It's J Pepper underscore. Congratulations, mate. Well done, J Pepper. J Pepper underscore. So we'll contact you and uh, hopefully you'll have about 48 hours to respond, which I'm sure you will. And then if he doesn't, we'll redraw it. But for now, J Pepper underscore, you are uh, the big winner. We'll get your details off. You send them through to Oz Racing Co. And then you'll be repping Nature Strip, the former best in the world sprinter, as soon as it gets out to you. Congratulations, mate. Well done. All right, Nick, track report time as we head into the Rose Hill Rundown. Um, look, been good weather all week. Only a few showers meant to hit on Friday, potentially, if it does. Yep. Can't see anything worse than a soft five, soft six. We should be on uh, good four or soft five, depending on that rain. Come race day, rail's in the true position, so we should get some pretty even racing on the day. Let's get stuck into it, shall we? Race one, 1,200 metres, the midway here. Always difficult to pick. Uh, so I'll just be straight to the point. Defiant Heart. Great form race to go off with a nice placing behind Extravagant Star and Smashing Eagle. Spoiler for the last race of the day, I'm going to be on Smashing Eagle, so I think it's really good form to follow. So that's why I'm on the $16 shot here. I know it's a big price, but I think it's overs considering that form. $16 to win, $4.60 each way price tag here for Defiant Heart in the midway. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ironman in the first here. First up record here, um, two runs two second place. I'm going for one better to come off a spell here. $6 and $2.25 for a place. Rachel King on board in the first barrier. Looks pretty nice to me. So I'm going to take it. Ironman in the first. Not a great week of racing, I'd say. Punters after following last week's pretty good run. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll head into to it anyway. We've got a race two, the Tab Highway, of course, at the 1400 metres. Um, this is a tough race because I really do like the favourite, but I never like taking a favourite into... Um, into a highway. Never. So never. It's never It's never a good idea. Always so look for value. Look, you can go whatever you want here, to be honest. It's a bit of a gamble. I'm going with a bit of a gamble myself, going for the 16th barrier with Missile Leader with Dill Gibbons on board. 
Um, it's looked all right. Career starts, had four, two wins, and then two in the placings as well. So hasn't missed the top three in any of its runs. So it's looking pretty good for me. Um, I'm really liking it. Dill's been running pretty well. So they've been racing in Canberra though, but obviously with the highways, they're coming into the to the Metro racing. So they look pretty nice here. So I'm going to go with him at $7.50, $2.40. Atmospheric rock here for me at $5 to win, $2 to place each way. Missed the kick and got too far back to figure in the finish last weekend when I was there. When um, Wizard of Oz, my tip did get up, but I noticed him. He screamed, back me next start. That's what I'm doing. Seven-day backup rise and distance shows intent from the camp to get a win here. I like it. I like it a lot here. I expect him to be strong late. Five dollars to win, two dollars to place each way. Like I mentioned, nice. we go straight to straight to race three here. Twenty four hundred meter mark. Uh, just going to play the straight bat here, punters. Too much caviar. Boring, I know. Even money, two dollar shot here. Uh, but he'll get a super soft lead from that inside barrier. He'll kick home, hold them off. Last start, absolutely gap the field with a horse by the name of Wineglass Bay, who I have a lot of respect for when it comes to these 100%. benchmark staying races. So I think too much caveat just wins here. So that'll be me for race three. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's too much else to say. I think everyone kind of knows, um, but obviously bet responsibly with those kind of races, punters, because um, you never know what happens on the day. Those odds can be poison. Race four here, punters, in the benchmark 78, the 1,500 metres. Your favourite is Grassella Styler at $3.20. What a pronunciation that was. <laughs> um, definitely didn't practice that a couple of times before we came on it. Um, but I'm going with Ivan's Hero here. $4.50 for the win, just out of each way odds. Second place last night behind Prince of Pessa, and then a win before that. Uh, half a length in front of Hollywood Heroes. So, yeah, it looks pretty nice for me. Colette on board, Walla trained yeah it looks pretty nice the 11th barrier is a bit of a concern um but yeah should push nicely into the midfield and i think it'll be okay i think gracilla styler is the measure of consistency here should be very very hard to beat she's proven to be quite the money eater though she keeps coming up short there's a lot of seconds and thirds in that record that i'm not really loving that's why i'm gonna go unspoken but i mean i'm kind of eating my words here because unspoken's a horse that is yet to win in Australia, I believe. And I would backed him every start last prep and he didn't win for me, but he can make it up for me here because he showed me a lot of promise in that prep back in autumn. Um, I think if he can grab the back of someone amongst the pack and then go around them down the straight, I think he'll finish the strongest of the lot. I think maybe he might need this one. gets better over longer, but I think he ran really well fresh last prep. If he's up to it, I think $5.50 is a great price to get compared to the favourite who's been a money eater, like I said. So um, we'll move to race five here, 1,800 metres. How good are you to go right to the front and attempt to control the race completely, which he did last start with an emphatic win over a strong horse by the name of Cool Die. However, I think Marquess is the horse to be on here. He seems to be really good gelding for the Cummings camp. He's come back super with two wins on the trot including a gutsy win last start over Grassler Style, who if she does end up winning, that'd be great form going off it there since the form would have been franked. Uh, I like the rising grade. Schiller should give him an absolute peach. I think he grabs the back of the leaders, stalks them all the way around the final 300 or so, uh, and then just launches. Uh, watch for him late, $4.20 for Marquess in race five. I agree, mate. I'm on it as well, um, $4.20. And I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the time... Last year and the year before in spring, if we get on the same horses, it does pretty well. I don't know the yeah. stats pretty well, but it does. I reckon most of the time we were pretty right on the money. So We are great sure minds. Who is sure. Gately and Brassel? We're great minds. Yeah, not sure if that is something you go off punters, but usually if we do go on the same thing, I've definitely mocked it up now. But um, yeah, 
it is what it is. We head over to race six, 1,200 metres here. Definitely a good race here. I am me, your favourite, $2.40. Zapatero at $3.70. Got Espiona, great horse. Let's talk about it in a minute, please, Mitchell. Um, at $20. A tissue as well, good horse at 41 Zoo Gotcha at $9. Sunshine in Paradise. It's, a, it's actually a really good field, a really good race. One of the better ones of the day. Um, I don't think Zoo Gotcha's got it in her. Um, she's done really well in the past, but I think it's just just a bit too sharp for her, I think. Needs longer. Yeah, agreed. Um, Sunshine in Paris is going to be a good one to look at as well. And if you want to get some money there, punters, I do not disrespect you at all. But I'm gonna my money's going to be with Zapatero here. Um, backed it many times and it's done me pretty well. It's usually back end of the card kind of business. Um, Ramwick, put it on. Drunk Nick, loves a bit of Zapatero. And <laughs> I'm loving it here. $3.70. Zach Lloyd on board, absolutely flying Zach Lloyd. So, yeah, I'm going here. First up for Zapatero, pretty good record as well. First up, four starts, two wins and a one in the placings as well. So, not too bad, Zapatero for me in the sixth. Uh, me, a tissue, no. Espiona, no. What? No, Espiona. <laughs> I cannot back her ever again. If she keeps winning like she has a couple times without my money, I'm happy for her to do so. I hate her. I will not touch her with a 10-foot pole. Said it many times, I'll say it again. Sunshine in Paris, big chance in my opinion. That's definitely where the value is in the race. You were correct with that, Nick. She knocked off some very strong horses in the autumn, including in secret. So definite yeah. good form there. However, I Am Me is the one that I'm very, very confident gets up here. Uh, she's short, but she deserves to be. I think she wins here, wins uh, convincingly, and stamps herself as a serious Everest contender in my mind. Like we mentioned earlier, Eduardo and Nature Strip, they're gone. So that's two slots that need to be filled that weren't there last year. You know, maybe Remark takes one of them. I reckon IME takes the other one. She is a serious, serious sprinter that deserves to be there on the day. And I think she gets her slot with this run here. $2.40 is a fair price. I'm pretty confident she gets up here in the sixth. Very nice. Go to race seven, mate. But I think it gets pretty boring here for our tips because I think we do tip a couple of the same ones in a row here. And it is, yeah, we'll let you explain it. Well, let's just have a look here. Race seven. Tom Kitten and NCAP to come out of the same race last start. They were both very phenomenal late there. Keen to see them go up in distance here. Uh, I agree with the market. They're the two strongest chances for sure, and I'm pretty sure we're split here on those two horses. I will, however, mention that Zardozzi, also worth a shout, up in distance. Uh, she's much better here than she's at the 1,200, which she was last start, and she was very plain. But I think she needs a mile plus. But I'll hate to see her win. I'll kick myself if she wins it over $20 here because I think she's an excellent horse, just needs longer. But I will mention I will definitely respect a bet on Zardozzi. But I'm going to go NCAP. Uh, thundering finish last start behind Tom Kitten. He started to fade, whereas NCAP only really started to get going right at the end there. Great sectionals. As long as he doesn't find himself stuck on the fence, $4.60 NCAP, I'm all over him. Yeah, don't mind that at all. The 2.5 kilo less weight looks pretty nice for NCAP as well as, like you said, the distance will help and the barrier definitely helps as well. That's Better barrier this time, yeah. Yeah, the barrier really concerns me with Tom Kitten, but I'm going to stick with Tom Kitten here. Been a horse that I did follow through its um, two-year-old years and I, I did really like it. Um, first up win was really nice. Um, yeah, $3.60 is a price that I can have, so... Yeah, those two should be up there. But um, if you're not with NCAT or Tom Kitten, I don't know what else to, th to say, to be honest. But I think those two are the top chances for sure. Yeah, race eight, mate. I'm going to be pretty simple here. 1,200 metre, James Squire run to the rose. It's a pretty good race here. More two-year-olds from last year running through his three-year-olds now. Cylinder, great horse. Great two-year-old season. Just Second in the golden slipper. Yeah, just 
just didn't fire in that last run, but um, that second place in the golden slip was awesome. And yeah, almost got it done. But yeah, the first up win as well looked amazing. I think it's going to be, yeah, pretty good horse here. $2.25. It's got my money for sure. Cylinder, I'll always remember it for um, when it came second. You got a bit of animo about it, eh? Before you clarified and mentioned purely because it was a Godolphin horse that came second in the slip, I turned around and you went, what? Just <laughs> straight away after the slip I, I do remember that. Straight away after the slip, you got, mate, got a bit of animo about it, <laughs> eh? Like, massive call straight from the slip are going to be the next animo, but um, did clarify himself, just purely meant horse in blue coming second. Um, but yeah, cylinder short for a good reason. Seems to be the best horse in the race by a mile, other than potentially militarise, who's at a massive price and for good reason. Surely militarise just needs further here. Phenomenal two-year-old season. Got two group ones on the trot there at the end of the uh, autumn carnival. But I believe this is just blowing out the cobwebs for something at a longer distance further down the line. Um, cylinder for me as well. Um, but I do mention, I reckon Kandinsky Abstract in Cylinder. Cheeky Quinella. I'm going to have at least $5 on it. Nice. I recommend you to do the same, punters. Um, race 9, 1,300 metres here. Talk about horses that are at a distance too sharp for them. I don't know why Kovalik is the favourite here. He's very, very talented, but surely it's too short for him. Yeah. Coming off a, a derby prep in the autumn, and he's probably <laughs> going to a, der- uh, not a derby prep, but a, you know, a Cox Plate or a Cup prep this um, spring. Very interesting. I'd say like a mile at the least is yeah. where you could run him. Yeah. But I mean, well. Waller's a genius. He might get up here, but he'll, it'll be without my money. I'm going to be on Nugget. Uh, I think Nugget, measure of consistency. He's group one placed in multiple races. He has been up there with the best. He's finished only a length of Mr. Brightside, who we discussed earlier is one of the best horses in the country now. Great form. First up, usually runs pretty well as well. So I'll happily take the $6 to win $2 each way price on Nugget. I will mention, Nick, Waterford. God, I'd love to see it get up, but I know you're going to dribble a bit about Waterford now. Yeah, for sure. I'm a bit surprised, to be honest, that um, Zugotcha was scratched from this race. I think this race probably suits her a little bit better. I was on Zugotcha in this race before it scratched. Yeah, I think this race really would have suited her a lot better. I'm a bit confused why they've put her in the the earlier race. I think this one would have been her peach, and um, she definitely was my tip as well. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go Waterford. it's a very, very tight race here, and $9.50 is a price I can definitely have. Tyler Schiller, sorry, Tyler Schiller on board. Um, great horse. It's had a great career so far. Nine starts, four wins, two placings as well with it as well. Um, it's, it's kind of, it kind of fell off near the end. It had a, developed a bad habit of tripping out of the barriers. It did. It did. But I'm going Waterford, $9.50, $3 for a place. Pretty keen on that. And we head over to the last one, Benchmark 88 to finish. Red card here is your favourite at $4. Had three starts in its last prep and a second and two wins. Looks pretty good. But up in Queensland, I believe, Mao Tai, always a last race specialist over at Rose Hill and Ramwick. Um, and I've been on it plenty of times, but it's not going to have my money today. Um, my money's going to be with Airman. $4.50 here and just out of the each way odds of $1.85 for a place. But the last two starts, down one in Flemington, one in Ramwick, at the 1,200 and 1,000 metres as well, both wins, and it looks pretty good for me. So I'm going to go for it here again. Airman, in the last $4.50, please give me a win in the last punters. Fair enough. I'm on Smashing Eagle. I told you with a spoiler alert earlier that that's who I was on. Um, last uh, start, got too far back to factor, but it flew home. Very nice second placing. Beat Gaza Blanca the start before that who proceeded to win a stronger race than this Saturday last week. And the last was my best bet. Got up to me there. 
Hopefully, Smashing Eagle can get up for me here. $5 to win, $2 to place each way to finish off the day for Cashy and Nick. Before we head to the Around the Ground segment, we need to give a shout-out to our good friends at Sippy. 100% Sippy. Thank you so much for collabing with us so far. We've um, posted a little bit of content, but obviously, just as we've gotten back from Europe, we're here to pump it through. More um, to come. More content to come. 100%. Um, we're drinking it right now, actually. I, I opened it earlier on the podcast, and it's a great beer. Um, definitely like it. If you like your lagers, if you like your beers, it tastes like horse piss. Um, and, yeah, don't say it, but, yeah, it tastes like we're not going into work tomorrow. That's the, that's the motto. Yes, and, that's um, what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like horse piss. It tastes like we're not going into work tomorrow. Makes it's you horse go, piss, though. Makes you go, ah, oh, come on. It's horse piss. But, yeah. Thank you, Sippy, um, Goz and Nick, behind the scenes down there helping us out. So, yeah, those boys. Um, but, yeah, go check out Sippy. Um, link will be in the show notes if you want to go give it a drink. It's a gr- very crisp lager, and, yeah, I like it a lot. But make sure to be drinking responsibly over 18 um, if you're doing so. Well, you should be. If you're listening to this podcast, I be- best believe you're over 18 because this is a punting podcast. So, <laughs> All right, Nick, around the grounds. Um, Mooney Valley Race 4 Savannah Cloud here Oh, s- still my tip Yeah, we always back him He always runs well Winning for us last start At a big price He can definitely knock off A very talented Short favourite in recommendation uh, Much better betting price At $4.80 in my opinion uh, Step Hardy In the very next race there Race 5 uh, Certainly looks the goods At $2.40 um, Undefeated in three starts so far Should dictate the race And get the spoils uh, And Nick, I'm not on him Because he's too short but thoughts on Giga Kick this weekend, mate? He goes around the McEwen. Only danger seems to be in Peritrus. Do you think the Everest winner kicks off the prep with a win or not? I don't think it's the only... Um, I think Rothfire is one to be worried about as well. I think that's a very good horse. But yeah, Giga Kicks should win this one. Like I said, top five horse in the country. But um, if it gets a bit of rain down in Melbourne and you want to look at otherwise, I think Imperatriz is definitely a horse that you can look at if it gets a bit of rain in it. It's supposed to rain Thursday, Friday yes. down in Melbourne. So have a look there, punters, if you want to go for something a little bit different. But um, yeah, I won't be betting on this race, but I will be watching very closely. 100%. Like I said, I'm very high on gear kick despite the fact that it ruined my Everest day and I still haven't forgiven him. I still think he's one of the best horses in the country and he should be winning. But at those odds, I can't be on him. And Imperatriz and Rothfire, like you said, very big dangers. But um, what have you found? What are you betting on around the ground? I found two actually, mate. Sorry. I'm going second last in Mooney Valley. Race number nine, Globe. Four wins on the trot. Jamie Carr on board, $3.10. Looking pretty nice. And then the last one as well, another favorite. Hennessy Lad, $3. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. So... It's going to be my around the grounds. Only two that I'm going to look at. But like I said, punters, um, Imperatrez as well, if you want to have a look. But I'm not going to classify that as one of my around the grounds because Giga Kick is too good. So have a look, depending on track conditions. All right, mate. Best bet around the country. If you could be having one bet on the entire day, who would it be and why? I'm going Cylinder. Cylinder. Cylinder is my best bet of the day, I think. $2.25 is a price to be for me, I think. Best horse in the race by far. Looks to be the one that's going to win. Had a great two-year-old season. Second in the um, slipper. Looks very nice. Going to be mine. Fair enough. I'm going to be on IME. Like I said earlier, very confident it gets up despite some value uh, sneaking around in that race. I just think that IME wins, gets an Everest slot. Whether she goes well in the Everest remains to be seen, but I think she deserves to be there and she gets that slot here with a commanding win at $2.40 in the sixth at Rose Hill. Uh, And, mate, of course... The quaddy. 
The Quaddy. Yeah. Welcome back. You can read out the Quaddy as a little bit of a welcome back present. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Uh, race 7, we've got NCAP, Tom Kitten, our tips, and then we've also covered Ashfall and Rap Attack. Race 8, Cylinder, Militarize, Don Corleone, and Mora Villa. Race 9, Nugget, Waterford, The Inevitable, and Kovalika. Race 10, Red Card, Smashing Eagle, Coat, and Airman. And then $50 gets you 19.5%. And that brings us to the end, punters. And may I say, that was a very rusty podcast. Yes. A lot of editing to be done here, Nick, guys. Nick, my goodness, punters. Nick was very rusty. Yeah, very, usually, very rusty. Usually, I'm pretty good. Like, I don't really um, get pretty stuttery or anything at all. Like, I'm pretty chill with it and get go through with it. But... um. Yeah, I was definitely caught on the back foot a lot today. So, I don't know. Yeah, Europe's so changed me. Yeah, 100%. So, if the clips and the audio is out a little late, blame that. We've got a ton of editing to do now. It's uh, And it's late at night as well because we've been delayed that much with the constant stops. But, you know, every week we'll get better now with uh, Nick back and the cobwebs have been blown out. This one, He needed the run, punters. He needed the run. 100%. So, yeah, first up didn't go too well. But, well, look, I'm usually second up, third up Next runner. It's big usually. second up. Um, so we'll have a look into it. Um, also, punters, when this podcast is out, whenever you listen to it, we potentially will have our next podcast out. We've got a pretty special guest coming on out into the studio tomorrow. We've got UFC fighter Jack Jenkins coming in, um, Australian boy, fighting on Sunday in the UFC card in Sydney. Um, it's going to be awesome. He's coming out. He's down in Melbourne boy, but he's a dabble boy as well. So he's... Really coming, he's coming through to the podcast studio, helping us out. So if you're into the UFC or you just want to hear a bit of a yarn, hear a bit of a story about how top athletes work, sorry, top athletes work at their game, give it a listen. It'll be out hopefully um, tomorrow night um, or tonight if you're listening to it on Thursday. And yeah, so give that a listen as well. That's probably our other big thing to announce. Um, Very well done to our giveaway winner. Um, I forget your name. Jay Pepper underscore. Jay Pepper underscore, you legend. Um, and, yeah, thank you, everyone, for giving a listen this week. Um, yeah, like I said before, give us a follow on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Helps grow us and we kept doing, and we can keep doing better and getting the good guests like Jack Jenkins. Like, that's a huge opportunity for us and we're so grateful. So, stuff like that's going to happen. And, yeah, thanks, guys. Anything you want to say, Cash? Anything you want to add? No, apart from that, continue to follow. We said it was the year of the mock and we had a little bit of a two-month hiatus there. Very uh, selfish of us in the year of the mock to uh, take a break. But we're back now. A lot of content coming out with all of the different... Some might say cheapskates, you know what I mean? After the TikTok comments of Oh, this. yeah. Well, let's not go into that. We'll go into that in the, the year in review, perhaps. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. A uh, lot of exciting things coming your way, punters, in the next few months. We're looking at really scaling up the content now that we're both back. It's spring carnival time, footy finals time. And as uh, soon as you know it, you know, summer of cricket will be around again. So a lot of content to come. So make sure to follow wherever it is that you're listening and give us a five-star rating because we're only going to get bigger. Um, cool. Make sure to gamble responsibly on the weekend. Set a deposit limit. Think about what you could be buying instead, punters, because it is a very, very unpredictable weekend before we get back into more of the top horses next week. So make sure to gamble responsibly. But other than that, we will see you next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone...